Hi, uh, Susan is on vacation this week, so we actually recorded this podcast um, last week. So if there's anything out of place, that's why. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. Uh, with me, as always, is Dr. Susan Wanchik. Hello. Hello. And I am Guthrie. And uh, Susan had a very peculiar request today for a podcast topic, um, which was old people. I don't so, think it's that peculiar. I, I, I was like, I don't even know exactly what we're going to be doing, but that, that's what she, she said. She had all kinds of research and fun stuff. So I was like, all right, sounds exciting. Um, so yeah, it's going to be old people. Now, before we start, uh, I just want to quickly say, um, everyone, you should, you know, pause this and go like, subscribe, share, and, uh, spread the word about the podcast. Um, and, uh, anything else you wanted to add? I don't think it's about, I wouldn't say old people. You, you literally said, let's do a podcast about old people. And I think I said right after that, but let's not call it old people. Well... You, it didn't give me an alternate title, <laughs> so I went. So I went with old people. Ah, we're supposed to say something, you know, like a lot more politically correct, <sighs> like the elderly, or yes, or or technology for people who are aging. You know, um, I I'll be the first to admit yeah. that ageism is a is a it's a problem in society. It's a very real thing. And it's a very real thing, especially, uh, you know, there used to be respect for elders. And in some cultures, there, there might still be. Yeah, there's, it's in American culture, there still is somewhat a little bit. Yeah, a little but, bit. Um, uh, especially in America, where we have, uh, where, where we really, really, you know, I think that's maybe the best thing about America is that we have a meritocracy, right? So you don't yeah. you don't get respect just just, just because, because of you're old. your last name or or you're, you know cause you're old. or or because you're old, right? You got to earn respect, and so especially young people who see, you know, um, the elderly, you know, there. So there's a there's a there's a podcast I listen to, the Tony Kornheiser Show, and Tony uh, after I don't know like 24 years of being on the radio, yeah is going off the radio. Yeah. Um, he's deciding to own his own content instead of the radio owning it. Yeah. And so he's going to have the exact same show. It's literally going to be the same show. It's going to be him, the same guests, the same topics, the same uh, uh, you know, round table. Yeah. But it's going to it's going to be a podcast, right? He's going to record it not at the radio station. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's quote going off the air, unquote, but not really. Now do you know how to subscribe to a podcast? Yes, I do. So, you know, it's really maybe it's like the it's like a very, very simple thing. But Tony, you know, Tony's, I don't know, he's maybe in the 70s. And he's got a lot of, uh, you know, other people who are rich people who are also in their 70s. Right. And you mean and who so, follow who listen to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been listening to him for years. And so he says he'll, he's like, walking around and like people be coming up and be like oh you know i'm so sorry to lose you uh from the era i've been listening for forever and he uh, and he he's he's been telling these stories where he's like well you can just uh sign up to the podcast it's gonna be the same show like i'm not going away i'm just changing the method of delivery and they're always like no i i don't think i can figure that out I, i'm just not gonna just not gonna well listen. you know okay so a couple but yeah but here's the funny thing what Tony has no idea how to subscribe to his own podcast. Oh, like, he is weird. maybe the worst. He was an English major who, you know, went into sports journalism. Uh, he, the idea that you can listen to any audio that comes out of the headphone jack of a <laughs> smartphone, he doesn't know. For the longest time, he could only use his car in, he only use his phone in the car because he didn't know how to get the audio out, except it worked in the car. The car Bluetooth worked. So that was the only place he could make calls. Yeah. Well, you know, we've... So there's a lot of jokes about it. But in reality, right, like, you know, we 
especially you know my generation the idea of you get a podcast app you type in tony kornheiser you press search you hit subscribe it's like like really simple okay a couple comments here so first of all yes there are still a lot of people who don't know what a podcast is or if they know they don't know how they you know it was it was just more i guess i guess what i was trying to say is in a world of meritocracy the the gulf between between elderly and kind of your normal everyday uh younger user is just right like think of it like like cooking right like some people maybe don't know how to cook, but most people kind of understand. Well, you know, right? You cut things, you put in a pan, right? But, but the difference would be like, you know, like young kids are basically doing like cuisine level. They're like like sous videing, you know, various you know herbs and meats and stuff. And like the older people literally ask, are like, do you have to cook the raw chicken? But where, how do you, how do you turn the stove yeah, on? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right? It's, it's like, and it's like, seems like such a, like bigger, a stupid thing. Bigger gulf. You're saying that, that the, the whole, especially with the whole technology and the, uh, we've talked, I think we've talked on the podcast about I think we have, mental yeah. models. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we have. And, and, and also I just want to say quickly before you finish your point, um, I actually recently gave a big, long um, webinar about the different generations yeah. that you can actually watch for free online through UserZoom. So if you just Google my name, Guthrie Weinshank, and UserZoom, you'll probably find the webinar you can watch. Yeah, because that's a great webinar on, uh, like you said, all, all about generational differences. And we and in that webinar, I know you, well, you talk, well, you talk a little bit, but we we've talked we talk a lot, and we and I write a lot about the mental models, right, that people have. And so, yes, the mental model of how stuff works, especially if we're talking about technology stuff, is really different between the older people and younger people. And, and I would agree that that gulf is widening as, as technology has, um, in, you know, the pace of it has increased and, and, that, and the diversity of it has increased. And um, although there are... I don't know how many people listen to podcasts. It's actually, you know, for, for those of us who are really into podcasts, who listen and, you know, we make one, um, we may not realize that there are a lot of people out there, including young people, who even it's not necessarily a matter of I don't know how to subscribe, but they're just kind of not into it. And that the the big, you know, breakthrough podcast about a year or so ago, Serial, right, about the... Um, that that was like a famous podcast that all of a sudden brought like er, er, people were talking about it and then millions of people started listening to podcasts because of that one podcast well i mean people you have been listening to radio for forever it's really just it's like it's the the cool thing about radio is um i was actually thinking about this earlier what if i told you that there was a that there was a apple released a new service right and it would allow you to stream wirelessly from anywhere you didn't even need uh to to like sign up for any kind of it didn't uh, eat into your cell bandwidth right. and you could wirelessly stream music yeah. curated playlists yeah. from anywhere and you had all kinds of different sta- channels and the kicker it was free right right this would be like the biggest app anyone's ever released and it's, and radio. it's radio and it's been existing for, for a long years. time yeah so um so i think what's happening is that is that people are actually realizing that radio the, the, the content you know in this format is great and then of course the podcasts work really well because it's time delayed and people people can't watch things all the time so it's great to yeah. have something to listen to, listen to while to. they're yeah. anyways yes so we all understand podcasts are big and they're getting really popular yeah so I, I that i think that's a good example though that you just gave about the difference between older people and younger people but i have a lot of other things to talk about about older people but you, you're, you're right. You're right that there is a lot of ageism. I don't think that, you know, and, and people are living old, to be older and older, right? So we have more older people around than we may have had in the past. And we, in the U.S., we had this big baby boomer generation who is now getting into that older people category. And there's a lot of them, right? So... 
uh, younger people encounter lots of older people. Mm. Um, on the other hand, you made a comment to me, and this is just anecdotal. I mean, I do, I want to get into the research in a minute, but you made a comment to me, I don't know, a year or so ago, maybe it was a couple more years ago, about the fact that millennials, your gener- your generation, so people who are like in their 20s, um, they, y- you alluded to the fact that they were perhaps not as ageist in some ways as other people because that they, that they, that they respect knowledge and expertise it doesn't matter how old you are. If you have something uh, interesting to say, if you uh, know what you're talking about, you know, that matters more than that you are, you know, young and hip. Do you, do you remember uh, saying that? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I think it's it's just meritocracy. Okay. It's, if, if you're, if you, if you know what you're saying, we're not, like, like we're not gonna automatically we as in um, you know millennials millennials we're not automatically gonna gonna treat you with respect because you're old. But you're also but we're, not gonna. But you're, we're not gonna it. dismiss you because we're old. Okay. If if you're, however, uh, and it's kind of interesting again because um, I mean I know you've been worried that 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 you will become less relevant with very young people. Uh, just, just because you know, I'm because, not anymore. Because you're not a millennial. We'll just say and, I'm not anymore a very young person. How about that? Yeah, we'll just and, leave it at that. Yeah. And so this was a fear of yours, and yet you're finding that actually you're more popular with millennials yeah, than, than um, even with the Gen X people. Yes, yes. Yes. So you're you're yeah. So and that so that's and that's interesting, and you didn't know why. And I that's and right. my thought was was well because you're very science based and evidence centric. And in a world of the internet where nothing is real, you, you know, if you don't back up your claims, <laughs> yeah. they don't exist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's so, interesting. So, so you're getting, res- so, so yes, so it didn't, you know, so it helps you. I was listening but... yesterday to um, <coughs> the Sorry. news on the radio, and uh, this, some, I think it was the news, maybe it was a podcast, but there's some, some, what sounded like t- to be a young reporter was talking to an old person, and, and I don't even remember what it was about, but it, this was definitely an older person because they were talking about events that had occurred, you know, like 60, 70 years ago. So this person was, she was probably in her 90s, so it's definitely an older person. And listening to, it was so interesting to me to hear the reporter describe the situation, you know, and because she said uh, she was talking to this person and this person uh, looked her right in the eye as though, you know, and she was just like going on and on. And it was like, well, okay, what is so unusual about you're talking to someone, they're looking you right in the eye? Because she said, they looked me right in the eye as though to make sure that I was really knew that she, I mean, it was just this whole description and I thought, wow, she's just like assuming that because the woman is 90-something, she isn't going to look you in the eye, isn't going to be coherent, isn't, you know, it, was, it just really struck me. Um, and, and then you could hear the reporter talking to this woman, and she was talking like she was talking to a little child. And it was very obvious from hearing the 90-year-old woman talk that, you know, she, her hearing was fine, her mental capability was fine she didn't need to be talked to as though she were five you know so i think people just go into this like automatic mode they just have all these assumptions some of which are warranted and we'll talk about the data but some of which are not warranted about you know dealing with with uh older people so um you know i would just caution everyone to don't assume don't assume that because someone is older that means you know, they aren't thinking clearly. Um, don't assume, although we'll talk about the data on hearing, that, that, you know, they can't hear you, they can't see you. And don't assume that they don't know about technology um, because people, I mean, I'm, I know a lot of older people perhaps don't, but there's also older people who've been using technology longer than, you know, millennials have been alive. Right. So although they haven't 
necessarily been using the latest technology for 40 years. Um, you know, they may have been using a computer for a long time. And so I, I, I think you got to watch out for assumptions. But anyway, that's enough of my lecturing. Do you want to hear some of the data? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'll let's see. What do you want first? You want first one that uh, is surprising or one that's like not that surprising? I don't care. You don't care? Okay. No. All right, let's start with um, something that might be a little surprising. So motor skill, you know, like the ability to, you know, like use a mouse or use a keyboard or, you know, just use your muscles. Yeah. Um, the idea being that, you know, motor skills decline over time. But actually the research shows that motor skills don't decline until the mid-60s. So... Uh, especially fine motor skills like that would be used if you're using a phone or, you know, a computer or a trackpad or something. Um, people, uh, that doesn't even start to decline until the mid-60s. So if you've got someone who's 60 years old, they can use a, they can do the motor movements required to use the technology just fine. So that's one. Yeah. Um, let's talk about vision. So uh, I think most people know this, but maybe you don't. So what's the age, Guthrie, at which people's uh, close vision starts to decline? I don't know, 60? 40. Okay. So at 40, a lot of people, not everybody, um, start their close-up vision starts to decline. It's called presopia. And um, it's kind of like this progressive decline. And so it means that, um, essentially it means that it's really hard to see small stuff, like small lettering on things, whether that be on a screen or whether that be on a physical product. And uh, so if you're designing a product that is going to be used by people that are over 40, you really got to start paying attention to font size. Yeah. Although the research also shows that young people who can who can see small fonts just fine don't like small fonts either. So <coughs> you should just They're small. I think uh I think as screens get better that will change. That um, you think it'll be easier to read? Oh well, yeah, just more pixels. Uh, yeah, but it it's even hard it, it, even if we're not well, I guess. You know, a lot of it has to do with also not just pixels, but, you know, the amount of light and all other kinds of stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah. watch out for small fonts. Okay. Katharina Reinecke. Mm-hmm. Her research showed that people over 40 prefer more colorful designs at websites than younger people do. Okay. Do you got any ideas about that one? No, it's weird. Do you think that's a just a? I'd have to know the specifics, and uh, I guess I don't know exactly what that means. Well, they she showed people tons and tons and tons of websites, right? And then uh, pretty quickly, yeah. and then asked people to just rate, you know, uh, how much they liked it, right? And the people who were over forty, like. Okay, over 40. Over yeah, 40. Was, yeah. Liked right. more colorful websites than people who were under 40. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is either. Yeah. See, that kind of surprises me. Um, you think the young no. people would like more colorful? Have you seen uh, apps that are popular with young kids? Like, like messaging apps? You're talking about like with with the people who are currently teenagers and stuff or yeah like line or secret or whisper not secret but i haven't are they colorful oh yeah there's like all kinds of crazy emojis and like colors and rainbows and little fancy animations and it's it's yeah okay Hmm. or like or like think of like uh, myspace like back in the day when you actually got to pick what your website looked like yeah all those young people, my God, it would just be like, just like rainbows and crazy animations and things swirling and. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Hold on, I'm looking here. I'm not sure 
she was looking at really young people. I think she was looking at people like from 20 to 40 versus over 40. I mean, even 20 something. Yeah. They were, yeah. You know, well, you know, my state, that, that was the MySpace generation. Okay. Well, I don't know. We, we may have to dip. Wait, so you said 20 to 40? I don't know. I, I just wanted to go. I'm, here, I'm going to I'm gonna go see this. I actually, I have a theory. I'm going to go see here. I'm going to look this up. I like in these podcasts. My theory is that what? it was skewed by Gen Xers and they're lame. So. You know, you just. They like really like boring, lame things. And like, <laughs> like menus that are way too big. They're, they're designed. You know, there, there the are. A number of people lis- of you, listening Xers, to our podcast who general. are probably Gen Xers. This is this is the this is the make everyone angry at us podcast. Um, I, yeah, this was not. That's gonna that's gonna be, that's gonna be my theory at least is that is that if you if you actually just broke it down like like by like millennials so like eighteen to 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 like thirty. Yeah. You maybe it would maybe be skewing a little more colorful again. That's interesting. Well, I will. Um, I I I think actually. Uh, oh, can I make another? Can I make another point? Yeah. So, like, look at the way culture was when they were growing up. So, in the '60s, right? It, everything was colorful and tie-dye T-shirts. And you're talking about what L- the people over 40? LSD. You're talking what? about the baby boomers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so buildings were like colorful and crazy and wacky. Uh, and then the 70s, it was all just like concrete slabs were what was good looking. Like blank concrete. And, uh, you know, like uh, the, the punk and grunge, it was, it was various shades of gray. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess there there were some colorful things in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's just going to be my theory. Well. But I have no evidence to back it up. I have no reason to explain why but that's interesting so uh what we can everyone out there can come to their own conclusions well yeah and also maybe what i'll do um uh in the in the meantime is uh go and check uh katharina's data and see about the age because um i'm in fact I'm, i'm looking at her her research Right now, I want maybe I can get the answer while we're on here. Here, I'm, I've got the research study up, and did she say how old the people were? I'm looking. You know, she has a a really interesting um, thing she does called Lab in the Wild, and uh, she puts all kinds of crazy uh, experiments up on the internet and then collects data. She's um, from the University of Washington. Okay, here I have the age. While I was doing that, I was looking at the age. So participants were between 12 and 91. That's a lot of ages. Uh, yeah, that's a really wide age. So uh, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know what, why. I, I may email her and ask her what her theories are. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What else? What What do I want to do next? Um, I think here's here's a little factoid. The color blue. Your ability to see the color blue uh, fades with age, goes That's down sad. with age. So if you use blue, you know, at, as your color scheme and whatever mm-hmm. you're doing designing. Um, just understand that as people age, they're going to be less and less able to see it or dis- to distinguish it from other shades that are, you know, other colors that are kind of blue. I, I just thought that was an interesting thing. Interesting. Um, all right, let's let's turn to something less visiony. Oh, here's I should say something about about uh, hearing. So, a hundred million people. That's a lot of people. Over 65 in the world have hearing problems. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Well, 340 million people or 365 million people in the world have hearing problems, but uh, over, uh, 100 million of them are over 65. So, yeah, if you're doing anything with sound, right, um, 
Now, there's all kinds of hearing-assisted devices, right, which can yeah. help people who are having hearing problems. But, you know, yeah, so just realize that if, you got, if you're working with an older population, some of them are, will have some hearing problems. Okay, um, let's talk about not necessarily vision and hearing. Let's talk about uh, psychological stuff. You know, I love okay. psychological stuff. So, uh, the older you are, the less choices you want. That's research by Andrew Reid. Okay. So, you know, if, you, if you're giving people choices about something, I don't know, what camera to buy or anything. Uh, they, the, y- we know that if you give peop- anybody a lot of choices, they'll tend not to make any choice at all, right? We know, I mean, yeah. that's whole body of research about less choices is better if you want people to make a decision and take an action. But for older people, the older you are, then that, that becomes even more important and the number of options needs to go down uh, if you want people to be comfortable with making a decision. So why do you think that is? Oh, why do I think that is? Cl- closer to death, and therefore just <laughs> care, just don't care anymore. No, it's the same reason no. that they that the the turn signal use <laughs> fades over time. <laughs> oh, turn signal use fades yeah. over time. No, I thought the turn signal went on and it just never went off because you didn't notice it was still on. I see. Um. Why would you want less choices as you get older? Uh, okay, I, this is not research-based. This is just no, me, I know, me I know. There's guessing. no research. I was, okay. this was, oh, this there was might a, be research, and maybe Andrew Reed, who did the research on that, knows no, no, why. No, I didn't ask. I asked, what did you think? What was your guess as to why do you think that was? I think that when you get older, you have. Um, Less patience for stuff, and you just want to deal with. You just want to get things out of the way. It's like I don't have. I I don't want to. Everything just becomes a hassle, and it's like I don't want to. This is too much of a hassle, and so it's like just can just make it easier. I don't want. I don't want to have to think this hard about this. I don't need a lot of options. I don't need, um, I don't need the the absolutely best uh, uh, spatula for the barbecue grill. You know, I just want to turn the burgers over. Just, I just want something. I don't have to. It's just not that important. I think you're. That that's my guess. That your your idea of what's important and what's worth spending your time on changes so i was so i was right what uh as you as you get closer to death you just don't care about (laughs) how many megapixels your camera has anymore it just doesn't seem that important yeah i that i think that (laughs) i like to say i of course say it in like the the least uh, sensitive way possible um that's my oh you you just you don't care if you're like insulting oh. people or well i'm an economist you, I, you know you gotta you talk d- you about you don't have you know, to you gotta talk about death it. and you gotta talk about why people make the decisions they do and i think fear of impending death is an important one um i it's uh i probably just listened to too much tony kornheiser i suppose <laughs> he's a he he like uh, well he's he's a long island jew which is a little like bernie sanders being a that um he's a brooklyn jew but yeah. Yeah, you know. They just lot, lots of lots of jokes about being old and and dying soon. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of there's, there's a there's a there's an ironic brevity to it which which I which I do appreciate. Hmm. All right. Well, so I, probably not very sensitive. No, probably not. Should apologize in advance. Yeah, d- that's good. Apologize in advance. All right. Uh let's see. What else do I have here? Um Oh, here's one. Here's this a question for you. So, regret, the feeling of regret, right? Do you know what mm. what that is? Yes. Okay. 
So why wouldn't I know what I don't regret know. is? So do you think that I'm not a monster as you age you tend to feel less regret about the decisions you've made in the past or more regret? I would say less regret. And why why would you say that? Uh for the same reason as why people don't care about cameras. They you just they don't have you know they don't have time to to, to it's just not important well, to worry about that stuff. Your your answer is correct, although I think the reason might be a little different. But yes, so the older you get, the My instinct was right. less regret you feel. And and regret the research on regret is interesting and it tends to show that people feel regret about their decision if they feel that they had um uh, uh, different choices and options. So uh, if you feel like, let, let's say that you're picking uh, uh, a caterer for, you know, uh, a special event, like a wedding or something like that, right? And you can pick this caterer or that caterer or that caterer. Uh, and then you pick one. If you, if you had a lot of choices about which caterer to pick, then you're going to tend to feel more regretful if you don't like the food. If you had less choices, like, you know, well, this was the only caterer that was available on that date. And that then even if the food turns out not to be very good, you won't feel regretful because it's like you didn't have a lot of choice. So when you get older, you tend to feel that, well, I don't have as many choices anymore so then you feel less regret about the choices you're making interesting anyway i thought that was kind of interesting okay uh onward i got other other quiz questions here i like quizzing you it's kind of fun to quiz you all right so what percentage of people over 65 use the internet in the year 2000 in the year 2000, what percentage of people over 65 years ago uh, in the U.S.? I was in, oh boy, I was in sixth grade, I think. How many people over 65 were online in 2000? 15%. That's very close. I know. I'm, I'm good. I'm Four, good at all this stuff. The answer is 14%. I get all these questions right. Okay. Now... That year is 2016. Well, let's use the year 2015 because that's what this data was from. Mm-hmm. What percentage of people over 65 in the U.S. use the Internet? In 2000, it was 15. What is it now? I mean, it de- depends how you define Internet usage. Just being doing anything online. I would say 88%. No, not that high. 82. 58. Over, people over 65? Yeah. See, I don't believe that. You think it's higher? What? You, like, their like, kids don't show them YouTube videos when they're hanging out? No, I think this is not, well, this is used on, you. They, you, they are using it. They're not just looking at somebody else using it. Oh, okay. You said doing anything online. Well, so I, I meant they, they are doing it, not someone is showing something to them. Yeah, you just now want to just uh, email. Well, yeah. You think you so only half of all people over the age of sixty-five have an email account? Well, I, this I'm looking. See, that seems wrong to me. All right. Well, this is. Uh, I think this comes from mm. Pew, who you you really you use like them Pew? all the time. Um. Well, yeah. I, it. I guess it just depends what using the internet means. Right. And then realize they're going from sixty-five to one hundred and five. Well, okay. Okay, well, yeah. 58 58 seems low to me, too. You know, maybe I just don't understand. Maybe I don't understand that that, uh, that web graphic. I mean, and it's complicated, too, because technically if you use a cell phone, anything cell phone related is actually probably internet-based because it's all the HTTP protocol these days. So so it's complicated, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I guess regular internet use. You're surprised by this. Yeah, you should... You should uh, link me the study. I'll, I'll, you, I'll take you, a look. You want to read that one? 
Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, right. I want to get my I'm going to get your dad on that. You can dig, dig into that a little bit. Yeah. All right. That's interesting, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that just reaffirms that, that old people are Luddites. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as usual saying this in your in your very very yeah. nice uh uh you know sugar-coated way sugarcoat i sugarcoat everything i just make it nice and easy for everyone to, to yeah you just swallow. call anyone over 65 a luddite that's good well well is the internet the future mm, i don't even know what that means no what percent okay so for kids under the age of for the average 20 year old right yeah what percent of the things that they do is not online I, their I entertainment's online yeah their lot. friend groups are online yeah their social activities are online yeah. their work is online their studying is online their banking is online yeah. their music is online uh they're they they watch sports online Yeah, everything like right like Sleeping does not happen online. Well, no, that's in, it, you, Their what, sex is online. <laughs> I don't I, like right. Like I don't know what to tell you. Right, it's but like, but it is. Tr- but lives. for older people, that is not the case. Well, that is, is absolutely is that, not. Is the that, case. that not the definition of a luddite? No, a luddite would be someone who doesn't use technology at all. But um, I think I don't even know what the definition of a luddite is. But it, One but second. it is true that there is a big difference. I mean, because I, I mean, I. I personally know people, and I'm sure there are many of them who are, you know, in their 70s or 80s, and a tiny, tiny fraction of their day, even... I know people who easily spend an entire day, and they're not online at all, at all, no part of their day, and they, and day after day well, after day. Maybe they maybe they're doing it right. I don't know. What's I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a, neither am I. That's a huge difference. In, in that, that is a big difference in in age. Now, I also know uh, people who are over 65 who spend a lot of their time online. So. Uh, yes, like I said, I mean the the the, the that by and far the, even people using older people using the internet is the rule, not the exception. But when it looking is. at it's it, it's at least 58 percent. From a, if you did like a like a econometrics regression analysis on on which age cohorts would be more technology inclined, of course, Uh, the older age cohorts would be very statistically significant in that regard. So we're not, I'm not talking about any individual person and and not, and it's definitely not that, that older people do not have the capability to love technology and to be just as well-versed as I do. Thank you for saying all the nice things. Yes. Yes. From, from an economic uh, yeah. uh, correlation perspective, yeah. uh, like analysis only. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, Luddite, I actually kind of already knew this, but. Well, yeah, what is a Luddite? So it, it actually, I didn't know it was Did English. You look this up? But I knew it was based on like a clan yeah, kind the, of idea. Yeah, Luddites, yes. Yeah. Um, what does it and say? So it's, so it, the, there was a band of English workers. Yeah. Um, uh, who were who were Luddites? They were they were they were textile workers. Okay. Um, weavers who feared the end of their trade. And they were and right. So to they fear protested that, yes. against the the newly developed uh, labor technologies, especially cotton and woolen mills, and destroyed all the mach- machinery. Really. In about yeah, eighteen eleven to eighteen sixteen. So they were, so so they were. Uh, literally opposed to increased industrialization or to new technology because they literally went out and just destroyed the new technology so they could keep their weaving jobs. That's fascinating. Very fast. Yeah. The no- yes. It, it was, it, and then it became known as the Luddite movement. I did not know this. I don't know. I maybe I heard this at one point, but I, I didn't remember it. Well, that's yeah. uh, thank you. So now through that. the years, it's it's someone who someone who, who doesn't scoffs. want to use technology. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay, all right, all right. You ready for another one? Yeah. All right. Let's see which one am I going to give you next here. I have my list here. Well, here's just an interesting little thing I noticed at one point. So you know how um, you're you're signing up for a new service or something, and th- and they want you to pick like three or sometimes five security questions. Yeah, it's great. Do you know that that f- I, I 
I had I I was on I was doing this once I don't remember what it was some banking thing, and they had f- you had to pick five questions and answers from their list, right? Mm-hmm. And it was right when I was writing the my last book, a hundred more things every designer needs to know about people, and right when I was writing the chapter on uh, generational differences. So I had this in my head. So I went through that list to see. If you were like, you know, over 70, which someone over 70 might be signing up for online banking, could you answer these questions? Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like... You could not. Like, who was your fourth grade teacher? You know, someone who's 70 is not, probably not going to remember who the fourth grade teacher was. Or, you know, where did you live? You know, what was your address? Not where did you live, but what was the street address when you were in first grade, that was one of them. <laughs> Who, right? It's like I, I don't. I, you know, if you moved a lot, which by you know, for example, I moved a lot. I mean, I don't know, and any of my streets. I moved, I moved at least once a year when I was a yeah. kid. So I, there's no way I know any of my street addresses. So it's like, nope, not going to remember that one. I mean, there were just all the que- <laughs> all the questions. What was the make and model of your first car? Yeah, now some people might remember that because, you know, they might have had a special attachment to their first car. But maybe not, right? Maybe you don't remember. Yeah, it, every single question required you, if you were like 70, you were trying to remember things that happened 50 to 60 years ago that were not, you know, that you were not going to remember. And I realized if you were that age, you could not have signed up for this online banking. So just watch out when you're doing those security questions because not everyone is like 20 and can remember all these things. All right, uh, here's another one. This has to do with memory. This is from Dana Turan, a researcher about memory decline. So, um, you know, we we uh, have this idea, which is somewhat true, that memory declines, right? People can't remember things as well. We were just talking about that with security questions. Where did I put my keys? Right. They were right here. But if we're talking about remembering like facts and information or remembering, let's say that, um, let's say that someone, you have someone who's older and they get a computer and you show them how to back up uh you know, their hard drive or how it's completely to, gone or how to use a camera or yeah, anything. Gone. Well, one of the things that Dana Turan found out was that um, sometimes it's not that they don't remember, but it is a decline in the confidence in their memory. They don't, they are not confident that what they remember is accurate and therefore they are hesitant to go ahead and try. You, you know, in the, uh, many of the uh, m- more elderly people that I have had interactions with, yeah. uh, I think just recently, uh, a- completely anecdotal evidence here, yeah. um, have fabulous memories. Um, and, and it's but much better about things that happened in the past. Than about recent yeah right like if 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 you were trying to remember right like uh, where did you put the box that you set somewhere last right, week right you know but if not... you ask them you know did, so did you to, guys so have tell a me about your trip to you, you know disney world or something right exactly yeah fabulous memories better than better than i have um uh and and especially if it's something that they have done like their whole life like if they like music like who's the artist and and you know song title of this song or uh what you know uh, some some property back in the 70s that they purchased what are all the details yeah fabulous memories um yeah but but if they if it's something that they're not confident about yeah and can i can can i have it i have another theory yeah go ahead uh going back to our other research it's possible they just don't care as much about some of this stuff uh that's true and so they're not they're not going to remember it because they just don't care although in in this particular um research that i'm talking about what at 
and I'm and I'm trying to remember. I did read the study in great detail when I was writing the book, and now I don't remember what they were. She was testing them on something, you know, more like you know a process or a procedure for doing something. I, it wasn't backing up a hard drive, but you know, similar to that. Um, when she pushed them, right? Because at first they were like, "Oh no, I don't. I know. I'm not sure. I don't remember." Right? When she pushed them. Uh, like they had to, they d had to do it from memory. Yeah, they remembered just fine when they when they had to, when they were required to. But if they weren't required, you know, if someone would step in and do it for them, then they they just were they, you know, didn't have confidence in what they'd remember, and they were just very willing to let other people do it. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Let's talk about uh, making errors. Okay. And in doing tasks. Again, going back to something like, uh, you know, using how to, how to focus the camera or how to back up your hard drive. So this is research by Kang and Yoon, who found um, no difference in completion rates for doing the tasks based on age. But the older you were, you tended to use different strategies to do the task. So older adults took more steps to get the tasks done um, because they were making more errors as they went along. Yeah. Uh, they tended to be more rigid in there, like they would try something, and then if it didn't work, they'd go back and try that same thing again, you know, instead of yeah. trying something new. Yeah. Um, they uh, didn't use their past knowledge as much as younger people did. Um, they, uh, this study also showed that they had a, a higher level of uncertainty about whether they were doing the right thing, so they didn't trust themselves. And uh, they tended to use more trial and error than younger people. Interesting. I thought that was interesting, too. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, so, so I think some of the most interesting stuff that's going on with older people. Um, oh, well, let's talk about older people and, and music. Have you seen some of the videos showing, you know, old, old very old people in nursing homes who, you know, are t pretty much unresponsive to other people around them? Um, but then they uh, and they they don't remember anything and they you, they can't even carry on a conversation, and then they give them a um, an MP3 player of some kind with music from their past. Like they talk to a family member and say, "What kind of music did this person used to like?" And they'll they put together a playlist of music from that person's past. Yeah. Have you seen any of these videos? No. Oh, obviously it's not. amazing. So they, they, uh, there's this, there's this guy who, and I should, I should have looked this up and gotten his name. So I may have to, on another episode, I may have to tell you who it is, but he's been doing this, um, uh, in nursing homes. So when you, when they, they put the headphones on the person and turn on the playlist, you just see these people totally come alive. They start moving they start smiling. They start singing. They like know all the lyrics. These are people who, who supposedly don't remember anything, and they, here they are remembering all the song lyrics. They start talking. Uh, it's just this this amazing change happening through music, and the research is, is, is or the idea about the research is that the music is stimulating parts of their brain. And that's actually then stimulating other parts of their brain, and they're they're kind of waking up. Yeah, sure. From a pretty deep, um, almost catatonic state. So, huh. the power of music uh, to to help people, and it, I mean, it helps them physically, mentally. I I I think that's great. So, if you do know anyone, if you have any relatives that are, you know, not doing well in a nursing home. Um, I would definitely suggest you try that technique because it's not that hard to do or it's not very expensive either and doesn't even very involve cool. drugs. <laughs> um, 
so other stuff that's going on institutionally. Uh, by the way, that that guy in this video, he he um, has a very hard time getting in to do this at the nursing homes. Oh, I believe it. Uh, that surprised me. Why do you say uh, you believe it? I mean, he said he couldn't believe it. How many? Like he had, because he had raised money, you know, for the, for the, I don't know what he was using, iPod Nanos or something, right? So he had raised money for the equipment and you know volunteers to do the playlist. So it's not like the staff had to do the work. Yeah. But there, he had he has many nursing homes that say no, we're not interested. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Uh, it's there, there's a lot of regulatory stuff. There's HIPAA stuff. There's insurance stuff. There's uh, a lot of red tape. Yeah. There's private nursing home companies doing certain stuff. It I'm, I'm doesn't surprise you. I'm not really surprised. Though the, honestly, that whole thing is a, just a giant legal mess. So okay, well we'll let that go. Yeah, it's 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 like one of the <laughs> unspoken problems yeah, that we don't, that really we don't want to deal with, industry. right? Right. But yeah, there's it's really bad, and insurance doesn't cover it, and there's anyways. All right. Well, robots. That's the robots, that's, the, that's the secret. I know. That's the home. So they so so people can get care at home and not have to not have to go to the nursing home. There's a, it's way you. cheaper and it's I'm with my, you. everyone's happier with the whole situation. All right. So another thing though, in, if, again going back to institutions, so there's there's some um, nursing homes that are putting in daycare centers in the building. Have you have you heard about this one? Uh, no. So they. Uh, this started, I'm not sure in what in what community, but there was some small, relatively small city that uh, the daycare, there was a daycare center in town and they had, they were losing their building for some reason and they didn't have a building to go into. And the nursing home had some spare room and they said, well, you can, you know, at least temporarily, you can put your daycare center here. And they did, and it turned out to be this amazing thing where so that so the daycare kids, little kids, you know, come and visit in with the older people at least once a day, and the old people, you know, read them stories and play with them, and and everybody loved it. It's like the kids loved being around the old people, and the old people loved being around the kids, and uh, so some places, some area places are starting that as a model. Sure. Which I think is a great idea. I think it's a great idea, too. Um, there's another model going on. Uh, uh, there's other things that are going on with, with it's again, institutionally. So there are places that are pairing high school students with nursing homes so that the high school students come in and kind of coach and mentor um, the older people in uh, computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody seems to be, you know, the, the, the high school students enjoy that and the, the nursing home residents enjoy that. So that's going on. And then there's even programs where older people, not necessarily nursing homes, but just older people are paired with young people in other countries who are trying to learn, for instance, an old person in the U.S. is paired with a young person somewhere who's trying to learn English. And they get together on Skype, like at least once a week, and they have they just talk on Skype, and this is a great thing because it helps the young person learn English, right? And for the older people, because because loneliness is a real issue for the elderly, because a lot of times, uh, you know, their friends have passed on, their spouses passed on, yeah, their sure. children they may be out living their children or their children live far away and are very busy. And so, um, you know, this gives the old people, you know, really look forward to their once a week or twice a week Skype conversation with a, you know, young, interesting person from another part of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And the young person really appreciates just the, the, uh, opportunity to have like informal, spontaneous conversations about in, in the language they're trying to learn. So I thought that was like a a great idea. 
yeah, I, these are these are all oh, aren't they these interesting are all ideas? Good ideas. Yeah, yeah. So that might be. Let's see. I'm looking over my list. Did we talk about everything I had on my list? So you know, with I mean, baby boomers now are you know hitting the elderly phase, right? Baby boomers are going to be anywhere from about. I think the close of the baby boomer year is probably what 1960 in in terms of when they were born. So yeah. how old is a someone born in 1960? They're uh, 70 70 No. Wait, 1960, sorry. Uh the uh, 56. 56. So mm-hmm. some people who are boomers, yeah, the youngest of them are not elderly yet, right? They're just middle age. But you've got, uh, you know, some of the baby boomers are like in their 70s now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not super, super old. But you're gonna, you have this huge group of people that are now going to be marching into uh, elderliness. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, an interesting force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and probably need a lot of help. And uh, but probably are. Oh, here's one thing I forgot to talk about. The fastest growing segment of Facebook is older women. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. That's why the, the, young that's why the fastest shrinking <laughs> cohort of Facebook is younger people. Now, why, now why is that? Um, it doesn't matter, right? You don't just because they're I mean, you don't have you don't interact with everybody that's on Facebook. Yeah, you do. That's that's literally like you interact with all your friends. Well, yeah, I know, you but if something. you don't have old Unless friends. Unless you really go through the hassle of excluding certain people, but then you're excluding them, that feels so so bad. So the yeah, fact you're like that purposely that, like excluding that grandma, that mom and dad and grandma and grandpa got on Facebook just Well, cuz the first thing they're going to do is they're going to friend request you and you can't be like <laughs> <laughs> but like, then you, sorry, but then you I don't do not want to see interact the, the posts you, about the just, uh, yeah about the garden. So right, so it's like yeah. you can't like post like oh my god I like smoked so much weed before going to work yeah, today yeah uh, you know you don't or want your, your pictures of you partying yeah it's a problem I'm I, or yeah. or even just like yeah just like stupid stuff from the internet even if it's not maybe personally embarrassing but like. Oh, how about posting you know, all the things that aren't true? You know, all the uh, all the hoaxes and all the. Or uh, yeah, or on the flip side, right? Is yeah. you just po- like you post something cool? You're trying to impress like another <laughs> like this hot boy who's in your class, right? Yeah. And you know that he's like he's super into this band. Yeah. And so you like post post something and like tag him. Yeah. Be like, oh my god, like we should totally go, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like how great is this? And then, and then, like your grandma, like comments, like, "Wow, that's super cool! You have to tell me, <laughs> tell me all about them." And you're like, "Oh yeah, it's a cool band." Okay, and then I they get it. Back, I get like, it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. May, you know, right? So it's just so that's why young people are leaving Facebook. Okay. Oh uh, no! Well, maybe not leaving, but I'm not. But maybe not. It's not their all their thoughts and main feelings. Main uh, choice yeah. for well, because look, look, it's the same reason people don't like being in the closet. You don't like self censoring is no fun for anyone ever. Yeah, having to constantly yeah. monitor yeah. and self censor. Think about do I really want to post this? Do, really and... do this? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's not fun. I got and you. So they're gonna find a place to to not do that. Anyways, anything else? No, else that's it. That's up? that's my list of. Uh, older people and technology wow okay um well uh again this is uh human tech uh my name is guthrie you can go to the teamw.com find out all about us uh anyone out there if you want to bring me in i can give the the uh, the presentation me or susan on uh the sock op to snapchat the differences in the generational differences yeah like that um we also have courses at the courses.theteamw.com. Please share, subscribe, like, all that stuff. Um, tell your grandma about the show. That's right. They can listen to me blab about various things. Yeah. And be disrespectful to, to everyone equally. And everyone else. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. And uh, hey, uh, 
It's just you're going to be going on vacation soon, right? Well, people are going to be listening to this while I'm I don't on know vacation. when we're releasing this. I think while I'm on vacation. Okay. Well, have fun on vacation. Okay. If uh, if I don't hear from you, and uh, yes, thanks everyone. I'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.